0: Hey there and welcome back to a conversation for one podcast. the show where I ramble on and discuss a wide variety of topics ranging from horror sci fi multimedia film universes theme parks t v Canadiana, and so so much more. Hey, how's everyone doing uh big shout out to my five faithfuls for tuning in and uh if you're new here uh, yeah like i said this is uh this is a show where i i just i talk about just about anything really. But those things I mentioned—you know, the horror, the sci-fi, the theme parks, Canadian themes—that's basically my bread and butter on this thing. But today we're going to be talking about uh, something a little different, something I haven't really talked about to, uh, talked about before. It's a uh, very fantastical, a somewhat obscure uh, uh, episode, I guess. The topic that we're going to t- talk about isn't isn't something that I've really talked about before. So Tyler, could you beat around the bush anymore? So, anyways, well, with within like the grand scope of us of the subject, this is like a tiny little oh, I didn't realize that was a thing kind of a subject. And if you read the title, you'll you'll know that this this episode is on Game of Thrones, but it's on the twenty fourteen Telltale game Game of Thrones uh, that ran concurrently with the amazing amazing show. Um, so now that. The uh, the long-awaited, but sadly very 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 subpar in my mind, eighth and final season is upon us all. I thought what better time to shine a light on this piece of media that could give you guys, you fans, the fans of the this this blockbuster, once in a lifetime series, something a little bit more, something if you were itching for just you know another hit of something you know to hold you over for a little while. Sadly, if you get hooked on this. It's the only, it's the last hit you're going to get for a little bit. Um, But first, before I even, I'm like talking, I'm all over the place already. I am exhausted. So if you haven't clued in there, I am exhausted. I'm running on four hours of sleep. We're going to friggin hammer this thing out. But first, a little housekeeping. I would just like to say I appreciate all the attention and response I get from all of my followers and fans on social media. Really. I mean it like I have a Facebook page. I have uh Twitter, which is like a ghost town, but I also have um, my Instagram. Duh. That's the most important thing. And uh, I get lots and lots of attention there. And I just like to say, I appreciate it all, all the attention, all the response I get from all of my lovely followers. And um, that being said, I would love, love it, love it, love it, if you guys could just tell me like what you're liking, what you're not liking. If you're gonna say, Tyler, you know, maybe don't sound so exhausted on here, like you're all over the place, it's not really catchy. 100% I agree with you, I wouldn't normally do this, but you know, for real things though, like, hey, I really liked when you talked about theme parks, can you talk about theme parks more? Hey, you know i'm american i don't really like canada can you stop talking about canada a bit you know i can yeah, i'll i'll turn it down <laughs> not happening no it's it's definitely going to keep happening but you know just tell me what you like you know maybe more horror movies uh, maybe you know stop yelling into the microphone maybe you know spend a little more time editing you lazy piece of you know like anything just let me know honestly um because i i am i'm i'm planning on taking this podcast in some derriffent <laughs> different directions in the next few episodes really I am I'm planning on maybe streamlining this a bit or maybe just different directions you know like completely different um and uh yeah so who knows what's going to actually happen but please if you are a listener I would absolutely love it just for you guys to get as involved as possible you know if I have a story uh, and it has a question like this or that like I'm not going to care I'm not going to be like oh look who who commented here just the more people respond is the more like popular it gets and, um, yeah, you know, and the more input I get really, it's not even about popularity. If I have 10 people listening to this, I'm just trying to make this as best as I can for those 10 people listening. Um, yeah, because the show is for you. So anyways, uh, as well, also guys, like if you've, if anyone at all, anyone has a topic that they're passionate about and did I say passionate, passionate, sorry I don't know anything you're passionate about and would love to talk about like at all like if you're just like man I cannot get enough Battlestar Galactica and I would just you know I know it and I love it and I just want to talk about it oh my god hit me up let me know just reach out to me and I'll like just message me and I'll hook you up with an episode slot like I really mean it like when I started this podcast it was like for me to just like kind of ramble and rant and um just kind of, you know, um, spearhead this with just my thoughts, but a conversation for one, you know, it's for one, it's not just for me. It could be for anybody. And like, I definitely try to open that up at the very beginning, but like not a lot of, uh, like a takers, you know, not a lot of talkers really, you know, a little Freudian slip there. But, um, basically I, I get it. Like people don't want to talk. Like, what do I say? You know, like you're talking to nobody most of the time. If it's a conversation for one, yeah, I had a guest episode. I'm planning on having a few more who knows, but at the end of the day, like people ramble on and they get lost and they get off topic. And it's something that you definitely have to like get accustomed to. Um, so people don't want to do it, but honestly just talk to me, message me, even if it's anything at all, because like this started out kind of as a horror sci-fi podcast, but really it could be about anything. If you're like, man, I want to talk about bears and what bears are going through. I I got bears on my mind because Battlestar Galactica, but like, you know, if you're like, I really want to talk about bears and like, I love black bears and I want to just talk about like what they do on a daily basis. If you want to talk about black bears for 40 minutes to an hour, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. I'd throw it on there, you know, and then like, just now your name's out there. Like Jim Bob McCree is the guy who loves bears. And uh, now he's got a sweet episode about it. I'd love to have it on my, on my podcast. Um, But anyways, anything at all, anything, even if you just want to be a guest, like if you'd love to be on the show to talk to me about something, I would love that. So anyways, let's get back on track here because i already just rambled on quite a lot. As I said, today, we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones, a telltale game series, which if you haven't heard, if you haven't heard of it at all, it's a game that is still available. Shh, like, okay, so let me just give it a quick little, little, uh, making noises here. Let me give a quick little background. Telltale Games was like a giant. Like they were like, oh my God, like they're getting a telltale game for like the last 10 years. Like I remember the first big one that I remember was like, Sam and Max and then they had like the first like uh, intellectual property like IP game they had was back to the future and I was like oh my god because it was so great the voice acting everything was perfect and then they just kept banging them out they had the they had the walking dead um they had a bunch of games and then just recently I think it was like in October or maybe December they went bankrupt they they went bankrupt and fully liquidated like I don't they didn't finish i think they might have finished their last game but what happened was a lot of sites like steam if you're familiar with steam and like i think even at one point xbox live they were starting to take down telltale games because like they were they weren't a thing anymore which it it does happen you've seen it i've seen it before um like games like that were made by like thq or games that were made by midway or acclaim you know you'll never see those games again no one touches those games especially like thq but anyways it's still available uh and it was released on its final form in december of 2014 which is still you know that's pretty recent it's still pretty recent like it's not like game of thrones was like something our parents grew up with this is like a show that as i said that lackluster eighth season is 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 upon us with the final episode coming out very soon um so it's not too old um the game itself consists of consists of like six different episodes or chapters but basically, they're like the size of like two or three real TV episodes once it boils down. Like it's a video game, right? So you're paying money to, to play these games once they were installments, but you can just buy it now, right? It's like a package, but it was, it yeah, like two, two and a half hours, three hours maybe to, to do this. But anyways, let me just, let me rewind the clock a bit here. So let me just start here with my story of how I got started into the Game of Thrones franchise. Um, game of Thrones, as you know, is, uh, what is it now? is it 10 years? I feel like it started when I was in high school. I feel like it's just shy of 10 years. I, you know, Tyler, you could easily look this up and yes, I'm aware I could easily look this up. Um, but I'm not going to, I would assume 2010. So it's close to 10 years. I could be wrong, but I was very much, very, very, very much. And I'm sure many, many more stories will be like this as I go on with this podcast, but throughout high school and at least the first couple of years of university, I was like, Mr. Nonconformist like, Oh, it's really popular. Well, you know, did you know that it's actually from this? And I actually liked the original thing like so much before, like so much longer before you did or like, Oh, you like that band. <laughs> I'm done listening to them. I was actually listening to them when they were like in a garage that was like down the street or it's just like, yeah, you guys like Lord of the Rings. Everyone likes Lord of the Rings. So I'm not going to watch it. And you know what? that was very true. That Lord of the Rings thing was very true. Like I used to make fun of my friends in high school for liking Lord of the Rings, like, you know, like Return of the King speech and stuff like that, just making them like their blood boil raging, right? Like just enticing them and with just nothing but trolling, which is a a term I I frown upon using, but that's literally what I was getting my giggles from. And I was also like, no, I'm not gonna watch Game of Thrones. Like it's like, and here's the kicker, I went to university and my roommates were like, you are watching like Lord of the Rings now. And I watched them and I was just like, like literally like when you see warp speed for the first time, it was just like, like just everything changed. And I was like, whoa, I can't like, you you know, when you see something, you're like, I can't believe I was sleeping on this for so long. Like, I can't believe I, I willingly passed on this. And like, we did have the set. It was full screen, like ugh, cringe, awful DVD, but like, you know, my dad's heart was in the right place, but we had it and i remember like watching a bit of like fellowship of the ring like this is boring and then like two towers and i was just like no you know i missed the first one is whatever and then i would watch literally like a a young boy like pre-pubescent boy would like oh return of the king those stories boring get to the fights and i that's literally my experience but then i watched this and like it's to the point like especially like a couple years ago probably like three or four years ago now or still now i watched it recently like if i put on like fellowship of the ring like i actually cry like i'll pro like i don't cry for many movies if i had to guess a handful like five movies i'll cry to or like and not like sobbing like i'll just tear up like i'm sad right but that movie oh my god like three or four times even just like you know when like sam is like coming on like chasing the boat out like like don't go without me and stuff like and i'm just like <laughs> like it is so sad it's so good it's so oof. and so i was like already like all right lord of the rings that's my shit i'm about this now and then when people are like do you want to watch game of thrones i was like no i have lord of the rings like that's far more inferior like i'm not gonna watch this i'm not gonna watch this years pass one two three years pass the fourth season of game of thrones just came on it just wrapped up and, uh, I in my last year of university and then finally I just, I don't know. I think I like, I had, I got my last bit of fill of, um, Lord of the Rings. I had literally binged like the Blu-ray director's cut of like the three movies a few times. I had the director's cut of like the Hobbit movies and like, ugh. but you know, it's like it, you're taking it right. Like anything, um, And, oh, and the animated ones. I had watched the Ralph Bakshi. I would watched the two um, Rankin-Bass films. I even wrote, like, some of my paper on The Hobbit, uh, believe it or not, comparing the film with the other film, comparing it to the book. Um, And I was like, all right, like, I'm at the end. Like, I I bought the books, and as you've heard in, like, the last couple episodes, I am a terrible reader. But I started off with a Silmarillion, like an idiot. And then I also uh, had The Hobbit. And then I think I got Lost Tales or something like that. And eventually got Fellowship of the Ring, but that's later on. And I was just like, I can't. It's, I, I can't. And then, so I got season one, two, three, and four. And then I started them. I put on the first episode and everyone's like, if the first episode doesn't get you hooked. You know, like a good, like drug dealer. Like the first one's on me, but the next is the next one you're paying for basically. And I was just like, all right, we'll see if I like. And then I didn't leave my room probably that week. Like, I don't mean really... I ate, like, frozen food. I left to pee. And I skipped all of my classes. So I probably put in 40 hours uh, that week just watching Game of Thrones. I think I finished it in, like, three and a half, four days. So almost the entire... Yeah, probably three and a half. I watched... I, like, I could not get enough. I literally only went to the the classes that I absolutely had to. So if, basically the story is I have been beyond hooked since the first episode um in a way i'm glad i didn't watch it because um then i just got to like binge it if i had to wait like the year and the year the year like i had to for like the last like three seasons i don't know i don't know what i would have done because basically i watched all four seasons and then like that next april i graduated uh the fifth season was starting so i had that so i had five seasons ready to go and then six seven eight i've been waiting for like a chump you know um but yeah i've been hooked uh it started off with uh long sword guy with bald guy he's helping um blue shirt and uh then stark and his kids you know like how everybody describes game of thrones like because it's like here's the first season and 800 characters and then like you start to learn them and then if as you you guys will probably know the more you watch the show, the more people die, which means less people to remember, which makes things so much more easy. That first season and the second season, you're like, yeah, Goldshirt was helping Fire Guy, and um, then Giant Person was helping um, the small guy. It's like a T. Is it like? Is it like? It's like Tyrion. Yeah. Oh, is it Tyrion? Okay. Yeah. So he was helping. Like that's literally how you're describing it. And I, I, I only have known like a pinch of people that like that had spoke of game of thrones other like other than that like past guest scott fawcett i'd be watching stuff and i remember this fondly he was like laying on the couch uh in our fourth year room with like this big it wasn't like the pop-up book but it was like the big like reader's guide almost like the not like the manual but like but it was like i don't know it had like the history of this the history of that it was one of those books It was probably, like, um, yeah, basically just, like, it was just, like, the reader's, like, kind of history. And I remember, like, asking him everything. And he's, like, well, I don't think, like, that would happen because they're actually, like, from Dorne. And Dorne was, like, even though, yes, like, it is technically part of, like, Westeros. Like, after the alliance of blah, 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 like, like, they've never really had a strong tie, which you see a lot in, like, book, like, three and four. But, yeah, I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting to see, like, and I was just, like, what? Right, to me, I was just, like, so King's Landing is an army, like, I still, like, you could watch all the first season and be like, what did I watch? Like, you got some core concepts, but, like, it's once you get, like, invested, right? But anyways, yeah, so I've been in, I've been involved with this series, f- basically not since the beginning, but I'm not, like, one of the bandwagoners for like, this last ugh, subpar season. I Like, is, does anybody like this season? Like, I feel like this is, like, I know it was, like, destined to fail. Like, when you have a series that's, like, this big, it's it's not going to live up to anybody's expectations. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like everything has been beyond rush. I feel like all of the characters, none of the good ones have died. And I feel like (laughs) they just got rid of people that, like, it's okay to get rid of. And, like, all these story arcs have gone in places. Everyone's like, what? Nothing has paid off. And I'm so sorry, by the way, like, if you guys are just like, yeah, I love the game, but I haven't finished the show yet. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, there's going to be spoilers in here. I'm going to spoil the game. I'm going to spoil the show. This is more like, actually, I'm not going to spoil the game so much. I want you guys to play this game. It's it's great. And, like, after this, like, season eight, like, I'm sure you guys will be, like, well, if you're, like, like if you're not, like, like enough of this show, right, you know, like, at, like at this show, um, if you guys want a little more taste of something, like, a little side slice of life of this uh, show, like... This is definitely what you're going you're to gonna want to check out. But um, yeah, I don't know. Everything about the show so far, I'm just, it's beyond disappointing. Like they have one episode left. What's going to happen? Like what are you guys going to do? It's like everything that they like set up is like the last three episodes. They're just like, nah, and they just slid it off the table. I just, I don't know. Uh, like, um this is like one of the big things that's gonna end you know like we had the Avengers ending the MCU we got Star Wars coming up it's gonna end Star Wars like Game of Thrones is ending there's lots of stuff ending and like this I feel is like well Star Wars I gave up on but I'm still probably gonna watch it my hopes are absolutely zero for that now because of Last Jedi and Solo but that's not what we're talking about today Game of Thrones though is like literally like this will be the story we will tell to the next generation and the generation after that and the generation. like, And then like, it just feels like the last two and a half seasons, HBO is like, hurry it up, hurry it up. Like, we want to move on to other things. It's too expensive and like, blah, blah, blah. It just, I don't know. But anyways, this game, this game, we're talking about the game. This game is something else. Like, I don't even know where to start with it. The main concept of the story um, kind of plays out between like the end of season three... And it ends, like, the game, this, like, this part one ends before, like, the start of season five. Uh, So just a heads up, uh, well, you can definitely play this game without seeing the show. Um, And the storyboarders and, like, the writers, they did, like, oh, my God, they did, like, an incredible job of just, like, like... If, if you like the show and also this game kind of caters to the books too, which is kind of nice. I, I haven't read them, but the, the girlfriend had, and she was like, oh yeah, like they mentioned this. And I was like, oh, well that's kind of neat. And, like, and I love that stuff. So I just like, oh really? And then I look it up later. Um, but they did a great job with just like, even if you don't know this and this, like you'll still, you'll still get a, like a lot out of the story. But like, if you, you do know like the story up to a certain part or um, you've watched like the shows having certain characters in there, it, it's all great but yeah they did an amazing job making the game feel inclusive and the story is like very contained and it's like so yet it's so vast you know like it's contained but it's so vast you still feel like oh my god this is like a whole other world like like the show focuses on like the big houses but like this is like a little other slice here so and it's just like they have their own problems too and like little houses are contending to just like live up to their other like other houses that are like under other houses, you know, like it's just it's just this tightly knit web, and they do great. It all fits too, and it all feels very Game of Thrones. It's in the Game of Thrones universe. Um, but with that being said, you definitely need to be caught up um, from at least season one to the end of season four before touching the game. I feel personally uh, to get the absolute most out of this game. Um, another great thing about this game is that while it's cannot canon, canonosity, Canonicity? basically the contention of it being canon is it is debatable uh, i haven't found I, at one point i was like yeah this is canon to me it feels like it's canon and i, I at one point i seem to remember something saying like yeah this is definitely canon but then i was like looking up some stuff and i was just like Uh, like some sources say yes other sources say no and while it doesn't contradict with anything in the books or the shows and runs parallel with them it's still like debatable so i don't know to me it, it easily fits right into the series especially as like a side story and just adding a little extra weight to everything that's going on like it uses recognizable characters modeled after and voiced by the tv cast like you have daenerys you have Tyrion, you have uh Ramsey and you have Jon Snow and you have Circe and you have Oh Frig. There's definitely like one or two more. Ooh, God, I don't know. But anyways, there's lots. And it it just feels like, oh yeah, like this is definitely like after the episode like of TV ended, this could have definitely like been playing out. And like it just feels like it's part of it. As well as having like the story focused on a lower noble house and as well as like their rival house in the wake of the Red Wedding and the Bolton aftermath. It's great for like tying in the show with the game. Uh, and it's also like, again, stressing, like you should probably watch it because even if you hadn't watched it and you're like, yeah, I'd love to eventually, this game is gonna straight up ruin season four for you. Like it, it straight up runs right through it. And um, so, yeah, I, I just, but it, yeah, it does. It, it It focuses on your house. It focuses on the rival house. It focuses on another house. Uh, it shows what happens in the wake of red wedding it shows what happens in like the Bolton aftermath on like a smaller scale which is very to me especially it was very interesting like the Bolton thing just seems like yeah like we have all of these like houses and we're like whatever but like no like it was like other houses were still like noble like like basically like go after yourself that we're not moving like house stark all the way and then like other houses that might've been like noble to Lannister or might've been noble to like Baratheon were like swayed to like Bolton. And they're like, they were already rivals. These like, let's say these two houses here, it's like Forrester and, Oh, so it's like Forrester and like house Whitehill. And so like Whitehill, like it was swayed and they're swayed by Bolton. And because they're Bolton's in power and Starks are kind of like on the, on like, you know, they're all over the place. They don't really have any power anymore at this point in the show. And like in this point of the game, um, there's not nobody to like back them up it's just other small houses that would have to come to their aid but like with the White Hills all, under Bolton not fighting war um they're fine and so they're supported and they're strong and like you just see like this pressure and it's like you know it is great um it's like a great sense of like wealth within like the lore of like Game of Thrones and like you just feel like now like you're a part of it you're like there on like the smaller scale I don't know. I don't, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but there's something extra to it. It's something, um, something that it's just like this little extra nugget of goodness. Like that. just like, Oh, like I would have never thought that like there's such smaller houses. So like house Forrester is, uh, being an actual like minor house. They serve actually as a vassal for house Glover, um, which house Glover does appear in the show for multiple scenes, especially, um, um, you know like king of the north and stuff like that all of the all of the shots where they have council like lady mormon and stuff like that they actually would have had like house glover there as well and like you can see like the representative for glover whoever maybe he's in like four five six seven episodes of like the whole series like glover is a thing um but yeah house forester they're like staunch bannerman for house stark uh very much supporter of like the original like king of the north um and uh it, it is cool. Like and you feel very much like House Forester, like this is a house. Like this is a house that has its own like its own symbol. They have like their own like um painting like in their like in their like their their house, at their manor, I don't know, like their castle, I guess. And uh there's like a rich history of them like being well known and them like going to war for this and war for that and like them providing this. They are like the worthy um the purveyors, I guess, like the guardians, the the laborers of the iron wood, which the iron wood was like this, like it's this vast forest in the north that like the majority of like northern armies actually get their shields from because like this wood is like impenetrable, like iron wood, like literally is hard. And I guess the White Hills and them used to have cl- both claim to the land. And then, like, it's just, they used to be friendly about it, but then the White Hills got greedy, and obviously the Foresters had to be beyond noble. And uh, so they've they've butted heads over that over a long period of time. The White Hills have, like, stripped their land because they, like, overcut it, and the Foresters haven't given them extra because, you know, like, again, like, noble do things the right way and just. Like, like House Stark forever. Like, they're like that, basically. I don't know why I was talking like Captain America, but it's basically the vibe that they give off. And it's just, it's just kind of cool. But, uh, you know what else is kind of cool though? House Forrester isn't made up and White Hill isn't made up. And there's another house in there. They could be made up. I can't remember the name, but House Forrester though, they're not made up. They're actually mentioned in the book. The one, what is that? God damn it, Tyler. Where are they mentioned? I, again, I haven't read the books. I haven't read the books. So I'm very sorry about this. Ba-ba-ba-ba-da-da-da-da-boo, boo i am just looking on Wikipedia here, and I won't find it. Ba-da-boo. The fifth novel. What is the fifth novel? Is that the one with crows? Damn, you guys are all going to hate me here. I don't know. I don't... Again, I have not read the fifth novel one two three four five a dance with dragons yeah so the house forcers actually meant in a house, uh in dance with dragons uh as like the bannermen to um house glover and like how they were both uh, all at the table and like how they would have to get like ready it's literally three lines but they are mentioned um and then like later on they're mentioned again as like banner houses or like um uh, minor houses um but not by name but they are mentioned for uh because apparently jay george rr R. martin <laughs> I almost said tolkien but martin was, apparently was like he kind of regrets how he like handled this like cause he knows like there's main like royalties there's main houses and then those houses have smaller houses and those houses all have smaller houses he kind of regrets like how he labeled the houses and how everybody's just under lord um which makes things like super confusing because like he said like there's hundreds of different like major families and like it's impossible to like list them all within the book without making things confusing. so he just didn't, which is a smart move, but he says he regrets it um, and uh, I hold him to it. Um, so apparently though, are the Forrester house, yeah, I think so. The four, star, the four star house is just one of like I'm pretty sure three minor houses featured in the game, um, but they do serve as the story's main protagonist if you haven't figured that out already. Um, I can't remember if there was a fourth house. I know there's like there's the foresters there's the white hills there's a house that they get aid from and then i think there's another house i don't know don't hold me to it i know this is a podcast about this game this episode is about this game but i just i can't remember if even one's mentioned in passing Um, but anyways before i get ahead of myself here uh with the story aspect of the game which is so great by the way let me just provide you with some info on the actual type of game this is now if you haven't switched off the episode by now Let me just tell you that if you guys aren't gamers, um, if you're not a gamer, this game is still highly accessible, very accessible. This is not like your standard video game adventure affair. Uh, This is more aligned with like a point and click style, choose your own adventure uh, type kind of game, you know, in this case, more (laughs) choose your own consequences, I guess. Um, the player is able to, like, move the character around in some scenes. Like, not always, but some scenes you can move the character around. You can interact with, like, certain objects and initiating conversation trees with, like, uh, NPCs, which are non-player characters. Um, choices made by the player influence events in future episodes, which is kind of cool. So, like, something that you might do in, like, episode one of, like, this, like, six-episode um, installment will have direct, like, consequences and maybe benefits in later episodes like if you like say like yeah tyrion i'll help you and like um um i don't know like going against cersei oh that's the other one oh what is her name my gosh what is her name oh my goodness i know there's another character uh god it's gonna bug me now tyrell ah there we go marjorie tyrell lady marjorie oh my god that was gonna bug me forever so sorry about that, but <laughs> bugging me so bad, um, but yeah, like, if, if you were, like, you go against, or you help Tyrion go, Tyrion go against Cersei, or you, like, you say, like, yeah, Jon Snow, like, I'll definitely stay here, uh, at, uh, at the wall, instead of, like, helping, like, my family, absolutely, and then later you, were like, I'm actually gonna leave, then like it'd be like Jon Snow was like this man a murderer like if you were like if you left and he's like oh I can't trust this guy's word yeah he's a murderer but if you're just like I promise I won't leave even though like it might be like you can go like someone like lets you out he'll like still like trust you or whatever that's the thing with this game it's so tricky to like know what the right call is but that I mean that's that's just how it goes so yeah any decision made will uh, will affect how a character trusts or respects you. And then you're given four choices. That's kind of the thing. So uh, this, these conversation trees will be like, well, how else would you expect me to like handle this? Like, I don't know, like debacle, right? I don't know, like, I, it, there's so many different scenarios. And then it'll give you four choices. Like, it's not like even like, say yes to help her or say no to this, it will be like, it'll be like a phrase that's like, kind of mild and then it'll be like a phrase that's like a little more forward and there's a phrase that like completely disregards and then there's like another like phrase that like suggests like to go in a different direction and like they're all different mindsets and you have like literally five seconds to choose what it is which the experience is like super nerve-wracking like that's the only way to explain it Uh, especially like without knowing how a certain action or response will trigger the character like I was saying or what it will lead to as the chapter closes later on. Like you could be like, yeah, you know what? I think you should help him. Like making like the noble choice. And you're just like, I chose to help him. And now I'm going to die. you're like, what the fuck? Like, why, why? Like there's no rhyme or reason sometimes. And like, sometimes you're like, yeah, like I'm going to make the right decision. He deserved to die. And then like, (laughs) then you like, you find out like you basically just ruined your story. And it's just like, you're literally, it is like, it is like a chess game. Um, it's, it's hard, it's hard to say, uh, so yeah, th- this game is great, um, with how that happens, um, this format worked really, really well for, like, Telltale, which, I, as I mentioned, they're R.I.P., <laughs> rest, and, rest and rip, as uh, my co-worker says, um, they're, they're no longer, but they had a lot of amazing titles, um, like The Walking Dead, the wolf among us i played the first chapter of the walking dead and i own all of the wolf among us uh, among among us and uh i haven't beaten that and i had really no interest in the walking dead but saying that the walking dead was really enjoyable it was super enjoyable i thought like oh this is going to be like a point and click like um like what is that game like monkey island or whatever and i was just like this is going to be so boring but i enjoyed like so much i enjoyed it very very much um but being truthful I feel like this format, this style of game that they've, they perfected really was at its best when it utilized this property, Game of Thrones. Like, I I honestly mean that, like the fact that you have to make decisions all the time. That's what Game of Thrones is about. It's literally like pinpointing like weaknesses. It's literally making the right decision. It's like burning like a whole like branch of your family to like get you just that little bit farther. It's like executing your best friend just so you can live. And it's like making hard calls or, and it's just like sometimes doing the right thing in Game of Thrones, most time doing the right thing in Game of Thrones gets you nowhere, gets you killed. Um, It's like what Cersei said.
1: When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground.
0: Which could not be any more true for this title. Like being less of a player controlled game and more of a thinking choice based game you are literally put on the spot like all the time, all the time, not just to think like what will work out now, the options provided to you but like what will help you succeed at the end of the journey like and that was my main problem like playing this game like you're playing the first chapter like yeah i'm gonna do what's right i'm gonna do this this person is bad no i'm not choosing you or like i have to save my people and all this stuff and then let's like but you're not thinking what's going to happen at the end because how could you know where the story goes it's not like you watched the first episode of season eight and just thought this season is going to be amazing right? I don't, (laughs) I think everybody thought that, and then they've just been, like, brutally disappointed, but you're not thinking what's going to help you succeed at the end of the journey, and if I give you any advice in this whole episode, if you play this game, which, again, I very, very much recommend, um, just try and think what's going to benefit you at the end. Um, Where it ends um, is not where you think it's going to end, that's for sure, not like it's, like, crazy or, like, unexpected, but, like, it's hard to plan for is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, just trying, just it, it's, it's crazy. You're put on the spot a lot. Uh, it makes for numerous tough calls, like so many tough calls, especially like ones where it's like, so what will it be? Like, will you like, uh, this is like a spoiler, but it's like, will you get married or will you like kill this person? And it's just like, like, God damn. Like, I don't know. And like questionable decisions too. Like, do you let this person go? Or like, do you notify the guard? And it's like, oh like i don't know you might be you second guess you'll, you'll be second guessing as this whole story progresses like like other games made by telltale like i was saying this game is available um and it is uh as stated in like uh as i said in a six episode arc um which is more or less self-contained which is nice you know how i was saying like it's just like a little extra and it it it, it does it, it kind of opens and closes it leaves room for uh more chapters but like your little arc that you're playing kind of like wraps itself up in a, in a sort of way, as much as like a Netflix series wraps itself up before it's canceled, which as you know, isn't I'm assuming is like not always amazing. Um, But it does in a sense um, they kind of like play it half and half, which is nice. Um, So yeah, it's more or less self-contained each episode uh, within each episode. There's like a standard big reveal and like a crushing low point. Uh, you know, which is like standard affair for uh, most episodes. Like you have that one high mark and you're just like, oh yeah. And then it's just like, and your favorite character thing is dead. That's basically what happens. So it gets you hungry for the next installment without like baiting the hell out of you, which a lot of games do, which is nice. It makes it feel like it's a, it's a real installment. Speaking of high marks, do I have some good news for everybody? The long awaited, much missed, much adored, Nancy Savio Poetry is back for this episode, and we are so happy to have her. She's got a brand new poem for us, and uh, you know, it's it's not too bad. It's uh, I mean, it's amazing, but I mean, she told me she's never actually watched any Game of Thrones, hasn't read the books, nothing, and she did a bang-up job. I think it worked perfectly. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, so yeah, without any further ado, uh, I'm just going to like let Nancy take take the reins here. And then uh, I'll get back to you a sec with a little bit of advertising after, and then, well, you know, we'll get right back into the episode. What do you think? Okay? Sounds good. All right. I'll talk to you in a bit. We'll return after these messages.
1: Hey, everyone. You're listening to Poetry Pause with Nancy Savio Poetry. This is a short and sweet one that I would like to call Freeze or Burn. Hope you enjoy. In the heat of the moment, I got carried away with fiery language that wanted to play. Everyone told me I should try to be nice, but I'd rather be fire than freezing cold ice. You have to burn bridges to get ahead. The most powerful moves are made while seeing red. If you want to chill out at lower degrees, you can stay cool and watch your plans freeze. Hot is exciting and changes the pace of those who are happy to stay in one place. Frigid is boring, familiar, content avoiding a meltdown in any event. I decided to get wild and turn up the heat, not ready for the consequences I'd meet. If I knew the trouble my actions would hold, maybe I would have opted for cold. Once again, that was an original piece called Freeze or Burn. I'm glad you've taken the time to check out my poetry on A Conversation for One podcast. If you'd like to see more of my work on Instagram, you can go to Nancy Savio Poetry. Where I post mostly haiku. I'm on there pretty often, so you'll never be without new content. You can also check out more of my work on my website, www.nancysavio.com, where I have poems, creative writing pieces, and more. Thanks for the support. I'll see you soon. For centuries, the foresters have been loyal bannermen to House Stark. A house of traitors. You rely on your iron wood, that much is clear. It would be a shame to see it fall into the hands of another house. I imagine you'd do anything to prevent that from happening. Wouldn't you?
0: Go check out Outra Apparel, the original sponsor of the show. You know them. You love them. They do amazing stuff. They've literally been supporting me from the start, basically, like pretty early on, like uh, probably like f- sixth or seventh episode in sort of thing. They've been supporting me. They've been there almost near the beginning, right near the start. Uh, lots of faith in me. I love the people running it. Their clothing is superb. Like I've talked to, I have a hat from them. Admittedly, it doesn't fit my head too too well, and it's not because the hat's because I have a just a ginormous monster head and uh but it's a, it's a well made cap i love the trailer truck kind of like snapback it's it's uh it's amazing and the sweater i've talked about the sweater it's so comfy it looks great it's like the softest thing i've ever worn in my life and i wear it out in public it's not just for the odd occasional promo pick it's like it's definitely like uh i think i own like 6 hoodies it's definitely like top one but it is so so nice it's sleek it's fashionable but it feels like a you know like a big comfy sweater Ah, it's perfect and everything you buy 10% of it like 10% like legit final sale 10% goes to mental health and research Canada and honestly what more could you ask for like tell me right now somebody you know who doesn't suffer or hasn't suffered from some sort of mental illness like it is a big deal people nowadays are depressed all the time people are suffering from other things that aren't just depression you know like literally you have like people that have like schizophrenia you have people that have like bipolar disorder like people are suffering from things all the time So why wouldn't you want to help them, right? You support them. Their company supports Mental Health Research Canada. And you look fresh to death. You look so goddamn good. Like people are gonna be like, oh my God, like Outra sweater. What is that? It looks so good. And you're like, you don't know about Outra. It's about mental health. It's about looking good. Go check them out. I'll definitely include a link on the show notes on the Instagram page. Go give them a follow. Go check out their website. They usually have a pretty good promo. I think it's like $5 off, $10 off with your purchase. Go check out Outra Apparel. Now, back to our program. Basically, though, aside from quick time events, um, which is like a quick action that you have to do, like it'll be like hit X or like swipe to the left or hit R. And it's just like other than that, knowing when to press a button or like to dodge it or attack and the odd moment of freedom for you to actually control and move the character. uh, The majority of gameplay um, kind of um, like majority uh, revolves around getting uh, immersed in the grand story, uh, surrounding you and making uh, decisions making decisions that's basically the game you're listening to the dialogue you're making decisions this whole game you're just like okay yeah that sounds right okay no i won't do this okay like she's gonna kill me if i say yes stuff like that um that's basically what the game boils down to lots of quick time events nothing that's too crazy once in a while they are um if you're not really great at video games just be ready for that and uh if you do die there is weight sometimes uh as the girlfriend found out i was very upset but you know i didn't lose my cool with her um you can definitely die sometimes and be like all right we'll refresh it and then when you play it again but other times just like hit a or it's like hit x hit x and she's like which one's x and like literally it's like a button that has an x on it and doesn't hit it and it's like and your head comes off and it's just like and that part of the story is now over and it's just like like are you kidding me so that can happen um so just be aware of that which i mean like other like decisions like hard decisions and decisions that stick what else like better sums up game of thrones i mean like aside from the battles which you're definitely not without uh, in this game either Uh, just there's no hack and slashing you're not like you're not playing God of War or anything like that, but you're definitely controlling like um, fights during like battle scenes. And um, there's a few of them. Each episode contains like five points in the story uh, where you have to make a significant decision. You're choosing from one or two available options at the end, which are like crucial. And it's like a time limit. It'd be like, do you go with him or do you go with her? Like it's that sort of stuff. And you're just like, ah, and it's like, I don't know a really cool feature though. That's in this game. It's sadly after the fact, which kind of blows, but it's that the game tracks how many players um, select it, which specific choice uh, they made in comparison to like every other player who played the game. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, so you can see like you, you like you make all your decisions. You're like, I feel pretty confident about that. And then it shows you like, like 23% of people decided to like save the baby. And it's just like, Oh, f- was I not supposed to? And sometimes that's right. Like sometimes if like, not a lot of people like didn't pick it. You're like, I oh, you made a mistake. And the game's like, yep. But sometimes it's just like, you chose to save the old man falling off the wall. And it's just like, oh, how many people did that? 11.7%. You're like, oh no. And that turns out to be an amazing thing. It's just, it's, whether or not it's good or not, it's soul crushing to see like, you made one popular decision and every other one was like not popular. And you're like, oh God, like I, like this game's over basically, right? So yeah, it'll either, you see- what every other player did and it is crushing the percentages kind of kill you um so it'll either ease your pain uh with your tough call that you're like i don't know if that was the right call and like you see like everybody made it and even though it might not be the right decision it does like (sighs) it eases the burden a bit or on the other hand it'll make you feel like you just ruined your entire game very fun times i had that happen quite often and it's just like why did we do this and it you're you're telling yourself in the back of your mind you're like oh i'll just i'll just play it again but you're not going to you're not going to you know how it ends and yeah like there is variations in the ending but that's like literally sitting down for like i don't know what is that 12 hours like 20 hours again just to like get a slightly different ending you can like replay different stories like parts of the stories like and rewind which is kind of neat at the end once you beat everything um but and i think that's probably like the best way to do it like a la carte but it's not gonna i don't think it transfers through through the whole story it's just like maybe like a little taste of like what the difference might have been but the game can be completed regardless of what choices are made in these situations the main events of the story continue regardless of what choices are made uh, but the presence and behavior of those like npcs those non-player characters like just people you're talking to like normal characters in the game but you have like no control over um those characters and later scenes are definitely affected. Um, by the choices, like sometimes, like your your choices will be like, like, like no, like I don't need any water, and you hit water off the table, and it'll be like, uh, like Talia remembered like your lack of trust, or like Talia remembered your anger or something like that, and like that like actually like has a weight, but sometimes it'll be like, like no, I don't want the water, and it's just like fine, then that's how it'll be. We're taking our army with us, and it's like a huge consequence. Those little things though, with like the trust don't like back away from those cause those actually build up. The ones though, where it's like a crucial story moment that will hurt you big time. Um, and it stays like everything, everything choice you make stays. The game allows uh, for players to make multiple saves, which is kind of nice. And as I was saying, it does include a rewind feature. So if you like, you think I like really f- like messed up, once you finish the episode, you can rewind it and play it again without like, and I, I'm not sure actually how that works if it over saves. Like saves over top of it, or if it's just like a, uh, it just makes another save. I'm really not sure, but you can alter your previous decision, and uh, then you can explore like alternate choices, which is like kind of fun, especially if you beat the game and you're like you still want a little taste. That that's something you can do. Uh, So the story is actually like the real selling point of this game, especially if you're not a gamer. Like if you're not a gamer, that's like the main reason to get into it. Um, As I said, you follow like the many heirs of House Forester, as well as one outsider. Uh, So uh they're on a quest for the house basically especially the the outsider he is no part of this family aside from he's like the the hand of the house or like the confident like the confidant i don't know what the term is for him like you can either choose him to be like the hand like the like the the hand for the house or you choose him not to be but he's still like very loyal to the house. He's like the uncle to this other character. So the episodes are consistently switching through the viewpoints of these five characters. Um, four is like usually the main number of characters you'll be controlling at each time. Um, but there's five characters that you do control throughout the game. So the game actually starts off with like, I think you start with um, Ethan Forrester. You start with Garrett Tuttle. Garrett Tuttle is that nephew to the hand of the of House Forrester. So Ethan Forrester... Um, so the game actually starts off, just kind of backpedal a bit here, um, you're you're controlling um, Garrett Tuttle, who's also with Roderick Forrester, and you guys are fighting under Gregor, 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 Gregor Forrester, um, during like, like, basically you're all staged at where the Red Wedding is, um, and then the Red Wedding goes off, and then like half the armies are being stormed by the other half of the armies, right, because um, Robb Stark's dead, and Gregor dies and he tells you like a secret, like you have to go to the Ironwood and like protect like the Northern Grove. And you're just like, Oh my God. Like he's like, tell nobody, but this person you're like, okay, okay. And then you don't see Roderick anymore. So Garrett gets to, um, house Forrester and he tells his uncle and his uncle's like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, I'm the only other person who knows about this. There was one other guy, but he's like, nobody's seen him. He's dead. And, uh, so you're going to have to get up there. Um, and he's like, okay. And, uh, he basically gets himself up there by um, killing some people from the White Hills that killed his family and killed his sister, and so he kills them. Obviously, this is right at the beginning of the game, and they're like, okay, hey, you have to hide." So this works out perfectly. You know about like the the Iron Grove, like the Northern Grove, and like you're, and that's a decision I think you make. You either like rat him out or make him stay. Or you like go find the Northern Grove. But I mean, like, that would be like pretty boring if you didn't go like find like this like weird secret. So you go up to the north, and like his story is like finding the Northern Grove. And then he, you never hear about him ever again. But it does, it does, that story I feel would have been so cool to see play out. But it's definitely just included to basically showcase Jon Snow and the wall, which was like a big selling point still at season four, season five. Like the wall and like the you know, like, everything about the wall. Basically, like, the White Walkers, the, like, the Wildlings, everything about the wall was still, like, really big and was still building up. So definitely that's all that showcases. And, like, to be honest, like, that story has the most development, I feel, but it's probably the most boring. Um, But you do... You start off uh, after that with um, Ethan Forrester because his dad and his older brother are gone. Uh, He has one other brother, Asher, who is, like, excommunicated. He, I guess... Um, wants to marry like one of these other girls um, from a different house so like a rival house. And so to get around this, they excommunicate him just to avoid tension. And so he's gone. So there's no other heirs So the third son, Ethan rises up to the throne. And this throne is like in contention because they either play ball with Bolton or um, they die basically. So you have a lot of tough calls to make. He didn't, he's more like the artist, the artist kind of son. He doesn't want to do anything and uh then the next character you you see is mira and mira is actually like um she actually serves as a handmaiden to uh marjorie tyrell um which is which is kind of cool because it's like lower houses actually actually have to like serve and stuff like they're expected to if they want to be involved in like the 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 council not the council like the royal house like to be in king's landing they actually have to get there so you have to be of like noble birth so all like the housemaids and the handmaidens and like all that stuff all those people you're, you're seeing constantly they're all of like noble birth like they come from smaller houses they're not just like people from the street because they, they have to all be accustomed um they have to all be accustomed with like all the traditions and like all of like the mannerisms and um etiquettes as well it also brings like good honor and good respect and ties right so like if the, t- if the house forester has ties with Tyrell, they're also loyal to Starks, then they're in good standing with both houses, with lots of houses. It brings wealth like to actually towards them. It's all very interesting. Um, but yeah, just just to give a little bit of background, uh, like you're, the, the father's dead, uh, the brother's dead. Um, you have the, th- the third brother who's, who's trying to run the, the house. You have the daughter who's away uh, and King's Landing trying to uh, protect the, the family and figure things out. Um, she's like making deals with Tyrion and Lady Tyrell. And then you have um, the outsider character who's just trying to protect the Northern Grove. And basically, every, everything you do has consequences, not just in the game, but for everybody in the family. And there's six episodes. And it's just, it was honestly such a blast to play it. That being said, there is a major downside um, with Telltale uh, closing its doors and ultimately, like liquidating. There isn't. There isn't going to be a, a second game as it stands right now, unless somebody picks up the license and wants to make a new one. It's just. It's not. It's not in the cards, unfortunately. The first series. This first series was incredibly successful for Telltale, and and uh, they were instantly like. I remember like I didn't buy the game. I didn't buy the game until like last year, two years ago. But I remember them like it was huge they're like yes second season's on the way like they were like really bad for like Getting this project this project this project this project and like green light green light green light green light And they had just so many things on the go And I feel ultimately that's what kind of kicked them because they ran so hot and so heavy uh, with like licensing and agreements and like arrangements with other companies that like If they didn't provide then like that company might pull out and then all of a sudden they're like oh shit We're like we're a little out of money um so they I I remember them hearing I remember hearing that they were going to uh begin development of a second uh season um and then um they said like yes the season is in, in development and I remember them saying like uh they're just waiting to see what happens a little bit in the show waiting to see what happens a little bit in the book they were going to have different characters come in I remember them saying they were going to have Jamie come in I remember them saying they were going to have like Arya come in um maybe focus a bit on like Hodor and Bran RIP Hodor and they were just they were they were waiting and they were planning and i remember like even up until 2017 they're like yes we're still planning we're still working on it the series is on hold uh just because we're working on other stuff uh, and like i said they're like they're waiting for the direction of the tv show um and they they were waiting for the book which i'm sure everybody is still waiting for that book um but yeah the studio closed they laid off all their staff they canceled all in-house development projects uh, which ultimately included the second season of game of thrones um so there is so much to love with this game there really is there's multiple different endings there's multiple different like ties that you can do and like laneways you can like drive in basically throughout the game but as it stands that's it that's it but i mean as it stands it's a nice little slice it really is and like if you're hungry for just something that seems like good old-fashioned game of thrones and not this like kind of crummy like lackluster season eight which i am very excited to see what happens uh just Just one more day, um, one more day, but um, I I would check it out. I really, really would. And like, it is cool just to get that little bit extra lore. It's cool to see the characters. It's cool to get the voice actors. And that's one thing that's kind of neat. I never felt, except for maybe one character, I won't say who it is, um, just in the off chance they like stumble upon this. I'm, I'm sure they won't, but there's only one voice actor who sounds like they're phoning it in. Everybody else sounds like they're reading for it and, like, they're reading it, like, that would be their character, which feels so nice. It's not like you're, like, waterboarded with, like, over-the-top, like, voice acting from them. Uh, it's just, it's the right amount where you need it, and it, it lends to the game so nicely. And, yeah, that's that's really all I can say about this game. Um, it There is, it does explore, like, later on some cool elements. Like, it gets into magic, and it gets into more of, like, the wildling lore, which is a plus I know for a lot of people. Um, and it, uh, it it goes through, like the etiquette and the social factors that like come in being like a royalty and like a lord in like king's landing with like little tea parties and like with um banquets and balls and stuff like that which is kind of neat because they don't really show it too too much on the show and um what else is kind of cool well you see more of the wall which is kind of neat i mean it's not it didn't really do anything for me um, but it's kind of cool to see like just what a normal person would be like at the wall and not just like john snow and yeah, I mean it's cool to feel like you're in charge of something because you do play as a king at one point, and it it's kind of nice, like the Lord of the House, and it's it's really it's really something. So yeah, like definitely check out Game of Thrones, the Telltale series. You can definitely pick that up on um, on PS, like PlayStation Store. I think you pick that up on like the Microsoft Store or whatever that's called. I don't know. I've been a Nintendo, Sony guy most of my life. Um, so, but you can definitely pick it up there. I think it's still available on um, on Windows. I don't think it's available on Steam anymore, and I don't know can't remember i know it's been taken off of one other store and obviously you can't buy um you can't buy it from telltale like like firsthand but i think you can find a physical copy actually for ps4 and for xbox one which is kind of neat might, might even be for ps3 and xbox 360 as well which is like if you want a physical copy i would totally go that route because then you've just got like that extra piece of the collection you can put it with your like game of thrones series when you get the whole box set on blu-ray like i'm sure everybody's going to uh, because nobody's going to just buy season one to six or one to seven like a schmuck you're going to wait till one to eight um but with that thanks so much for listening guys i hope you enjoy game of thrones season eight the final episode god it's so exciting it's so exciting but like at the same time i just don't want to be let down again but uh feel free to let me know what you thought about it and um, tell me if you guys actually check out the game make sure to uh give me a follow on uh, instagram and on uh, twitter at acfo podcast uh you can follow me on facebook at a conversation for one podcast uh if you have any thoughts opinions anything you want to let me know anything at all uh email me at acfopodcast at gmail.com and uh Feel free to leave me a review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. Subscribe to anywhere that you want, whether that's Spotify, um, SoundCloud, iTunes. It all goes a long way, and I really appreciate it. This episode was uh, was produced by um, the very great um, Victoria Chubb and written, produced, and, well, presented, I guess, if you will, <laughs> by me, Tyler Horlings. Um, uh, so, yeah, thanks very much, guys. Tyler out. <laughs>
1: Good night.